0: Nemesis of Crush, little peach bombs. Welcome to the Well Played DLC podcast episode 40. It is Tuesday, the 24th of March. We're back after a week off. Uh, there's only three of us here tonight, uh, but I'm joined this week by Kieran. Hey. And Jordan. Hello. Now, before we get stuck into it, I just want to give a quick shout out to Blue Microphones for hooking us up with the Nano. Yeti, uh, you will hopefully hear that my voice is smoother, sexier, and better this week, uh, thanks to the blue microphone. So shout out to them, big thank you, uh, guys. How are we going? Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, not too bad. I've got a uh, a spicy pizza, so it's kind of destroyed me right now. But aside from that, yeah, know, that, everything's pretty good. Uh,
0: just a code word for something.
1: Uh, yeah, it's a code word for. Spice pizza.
0: Nice. Where'd you uh, where'd you get it from?
1: Um, a local joint called Golden Crust. <clears throat> okay. What's on the pizza? Uh, it's a peri-peri chicken pizza. So, got some chicken, peri-peri sauce, onion, baby spinach, and tomato.
0: You know what? I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh, not a huge fan of onion on pizza.
1: That's fair enough. Yeah, I can I see mean, that. You're, I mean, like you're, it, you're but... wrong, but... yeah. <laughs>
0: See, I I don't mind onion uh, on a sausage, or sorry, with the sausage. Uh, yeah, you do. <laughs> but um, I, <laughs> I like my onions like I like my sausages, <laughs> making me cry. Um, anyway, um, but one pizza, yeah, no, nah, it just doesn't do it for me. What yeah. if the it's that's, used... that's fair? What if the onions the on to... a sausage that's on the pizza? Yeah. Okay. No. No. Um, I
1: Okay, but yeah. he, here's the question, okay? So, like, say you got a sausage pizza and they delicately place onion on top of the sausage, mm. would it be on top of the sausage or on top of the pizza?
0: Well, the sausage would also be on top of the pizza. Are you saying...
1: Yeah. Would, yeah. But so, it's not on top of the pizza, it's on top of the sausage. There's something well, in between.
0: as per Bunnings' rule, the, uh, the onion has to go beneath the sausage. So, it would go base... Onion sausage. So you know what? That- so you
2: don't like onion on sausage, you like onion on white bread.
0: Basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um that's true. More well done. By the way, if uh if you get stuck during this uh current, you know, potential lockdown, really, really tasty meal, uh, is cook a whole bunch of barbecue snags and then put it put it uh with some pasta and some like pasta sauce. Yeah, I used to do that. Yeah, it's good ass, isn't it? Yeah, cheap okay. too. Yeah, if you can That's get pasta. Like yeah, if you can get pasta. Well, I wonder how it works with rice. Probably not good if you can get rice. <laughs> yeah, <it's true>. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: wonder how it goes the thing on with toilet pasta paper though. Compared to rice, <laughs> is you could you can always make pasta. It's really hard to make rice.
2: Hmm. Good
1: thinking
0: yeah anyway how we uh how are we going in the uh the current state of things it's uh escalated quite quickly in the last couple of weeks since we've last spoke yeah yeah it
2: has um I've still got my job, so that sucks <laughs> shouldn't laugh
0: but that was good <laughs> um, yeah you you and i are getting slammed. On the front line on the retail front line yeah it is you've got it worse than me um but yeah, I've got it. I I haven't got it great. See, either. and that's
1: saying something because you work at that place where you work, Zach.
0: Yeah, well, I think because the store that I work at is quite—it's small. Um,
1: Speaking of small. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> you threw me. Out. Um, yeah. So the store that I work at is quite small. So it, yeah, we didn't. I mean, we got hammered. Uh, Because there was only four of us on the weekend, uh, because normally on like Sundays and that, you know, it's not overly busy. Um, So yeah, we did like three and a half times like the budget uh, with just like four people, which is very good. Uh, The store I used to work at, which is a bigger store, um, they did like for the store for the company I work for, or and and the store they did like a hundred grand yesterday. Uh, Their budget was like thirty two, I think. So Jesus, yeah um but yeah kieran you were saying that every man and their dog and their cat was coming in to buy stuff anything they could get their hands on
2: people were yep. coming in just to browse that's that annoys me like mm,
0: i guess panic depends. buying is one level but like browsing is if it's yeah like if they've literally come in to browse right rather than be like hey i want to come in and grab this then they come in and it's obviously out of stock and then they just browse around yeah no it's just like
2: people perusing like vinyl records and stuff
0: yeah nah fuck off man
2: that's off (laughs) but um yeah yeah no it just happened to like it just happened to be off the back of uh because we sell games obviously like animal crossing Mm. we sold like a thousand copies in two days and then you know everyone's going into lockdown everybody wants a switch and all these games that we
1: you know don't even have anymore so it's like the question is can you say what's sold better doom or animal crossing Should uh
2: it... take a guess animal oh, crossing. Hang, wait, wait, wait.
0: i'm gonna say oh i'm gonna say doom no i'm not gonna, gonna even, say animal not even crossing
1: close. i'm gonna I'm, okay. I'm only, only because <clears throat> doom has a higher rating and i know it sounds stupid to use it as reasoning Because because Animal Crossing is such a low rating, it means pretty much anyone can pick it up. See, Mm. I would
0: have just... I went to him purely because you went Animal Crossing, but also because uh, PS4 and and Xbox, I thought maybe they'd double up and, well, every fifth purchase might be an Xbox one, but... um, Well, yeah. I mean, I I can't... Actually,
1: that's a good question. How how many copies of Animal Crossing sold on Xbox and (laughs) PS4?
0: (laughs) (sighs) Um, Obviously,
2: I can't, like... I don't. Do I, don't I don't have the numbers in front of me anyway. But um, Animal Crossing was well over a thousand over the weekend. Mm. Doom would have been less than a hundred. What really? Um. Yeah. Do, yeah, do, yeah. do you
1: reckon part of it is because uh, people are preferring to go digital for Doom?
2: Maybe. I just just not. I mean, it's all it's all geographical as well. Like, I don't think I'm like, like we're a massive Nintendo store, so people. I I think that surprises like, me. I sell maybe like one Xbox a week,
1: so. It's right, now. That's that's big numbers because not even Microsoft does that. <laughs>
0: under a hundred. Oh, wow! Okay, I That's, I'll, it, I'll that's it, thought... like,
1: I could be I could be
2: exaggerating,
0: but I'm pretty sure that that's. And that's including in panic buyers or just launch day. Are we talking, as in like um, not the weekend kind of like thing. the two days I was there? Yeah. Wow. But um, how yeah. many copies of Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts did you sell? Four hundred. I wish <laughs> in nice. its it lifetime. Yes, you, you wouldn't even in the have the copies across the
2: country. Four hundred, if you yeah. count all the people that traded it in
0: the next day, Fuck. and then people that bought it. Nah. <laughs> do you? All right. Question without notice, a bit. Do you expect if Asian Hound? So that for the first part of that question is something I want to talk, I want to talk about later. Do you think uh, when AFL Evolution Two comes out, that's going to a big seller
1: I think it's going to be a bigger seller now than it yeah been. yeah Now that 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 was what I was going to say it makes more sense for it to be a bigger seller now especially even in the groups we're a part of we've seen AFL fans going can't wait for AFL Live 2 now yeah what I don't, yeah that was weird
0: um anyway uh okay well let's get stuck into it because we've got a fair bit to cover uh very very quickly has anyone been playing anything that's not for uh, that's not either doom animal crossing um or anything else that you've reviewed
1: no mm no
2: no wait no no yes but it's not written down here Oh.
0: oh is that the one you But did I can tell about
2: though? I can talk about that now
0: yeah
2: okay yeah yeah definitely yeah. <clears throat> uh well, I, yeah, I had a review go up uh, early today for Paper Beast, which is a PlayStation VR exclusive. Um, and it's it's from Eric Chahi, who made uh, Another World. Cardboard beast. Which is <laughs> Cardboard Beast. Um, yeah, he made Another World, which is like an old school adventure game. And he also made From Dust. I don't know if either of you guys played that on like I know the of Another World. 360.
1: I, of, um... I have heard of From Dust just yeah. now.
2: <laughs> I think Ubisoft published From Dust, and it was like a, like a oh actually no civilization simulator. I think I I think I,
1: I think do know that game. I think I do know that. I'm pretty sure I was like eyeing it off for a while, yeah, and like I, I forgot about
0: it. Did it? Um, the cover vaguely looks familiar, but I I got no nothing. It was about
2: like it. early days of like Xbox Live Arcade and stuff. I'm pretty sure. Um, anyway, so yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's basically just like a an indie adventure exploratory kind of game it's it's mostly linear but you you go through this like in game it's a virtual world um and you go you go through all these like desert plains and interact with all these different creatures and use you know their unique behaviors and stuff to try to solve environmental puzzles and um it's it's kind of hard to talk about it without spoiling anything important but um, in terms of like the, the level of immersion that you have and, and like the way the narrative unfolds, it's probably one of the coolest things I've played in a very long time. It's very um very like artistic and very weird and and unsettling in parts, but also like super like funny and charming in parts as well. Um and as, has, as
1: funny as Borderlands three?
2: Uh, way, way less funny than Borderlands Three. That's the oh, height right, of just... humour.
1: <laughs> you, know, you, to, you know, you have to have a hierarchy to understand Borderlands Three.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I um, I had my eye on it for ages because it looked, you know, weird and unique, like the sort of thing I would normally enjoy. But I didn't expect it to be as good as it is. Um, and It has some really, really impressive like sand and water physics. Like you can pretty much manipulate all of the sand and the water in game in real time in as VR good as good well, water physics cool. as, <laughs> don't as don't too.
0: shut up. Can you? <laughs> wow you just copped it (laughs) (laughs) fuck off (laughs)
2: um (laughs) uh, but yeah the only only downside to it is it's like 45 bucks and I think it took me like two and a half hours to finish Mm. um which is like it's kind of the norm for VR games especially on the PlayStation to be a little bit more expensive but it's still it's still quite a bit
0: would uh Oh, no, I think that question's going to be wrong. But yeah, So Concrete Genie, uh, you said it's pretty artistic. Um, that looks like it's a kind of an artistic sort of game, but that wasn't fully VR, was it? That just had a VR mode. Like yeah. Concrete, yeah, yeah, I yeah. That's
2: yeah. Concrete Genie is artistic in like a literal kind of way where you can like paint and draw things. Mm. Paper Beast kind of just feels like stepping into like an abstract painting. Um, it's very cool. And it has like... Randomly, like, two or three songs from a J-Punk, like, an all-girl J-Punk band in it, which is really strange, but awesome.
0: Nice. Uh, um, you, yeah, yeah, so you said the review went up today. What, um, yeah. what, score, what score did you yeah. score? It? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, screen.
2: <laughs> I uh, I scored it a nine, so nine, get around big it. Nine.
0: Oh, wait, what's the thing for nine? Get around nine. it. Oh, it is? Yeah, cool. Get around it no no sorry that's 8 uh, no 9 is bloody ripper I think oh that's it yeah that, uh, let me have a look at this review nine, is, uh, yeah, nine, 9 is uh, 9 is we
2: should rename 9 to an IGN 1 wow because that's their review scale
0: <coughs> shout wow. out to IGN <laughs> oh, wow <laughs> wow well, anyway um, okay Uh, and that's is that just PSVR just PlayStation VR yeah so, I think you just answered my question, but that means you can't play it without VR. Correct. Okay, uh, and it's not on any other VR. Platform?
2: No, if you've got the other no, VRs, platform. go play Half Life Alex. You fucking noob. <laughs>
1: <laughs> In all fairness, I've been hearing very good
2: things about Half Life. I want to play. I want to play it. Damn it! Yeah, I getting, need a getting, proper getting big headset. Thoughts.
0: But I don't think I was talking to Shannon. Big shout out to Big Shannon from Prestart, He was saying that uh, the VR that uses or that, that that game is for. That's not, they don't sell that here?
2: No, Ryan they don't. Are um saying that? They, yeah. Um, yeah, it's only in the US.
1: You have to order it in, don't you?
2: Yeah. It's I think like... you have to like reship it to get it here at all. Yeah, yeah. Cause I
1: think I, I have some friends who have that headset. And it's they're like, weird. Yeah, it absolutely was not cheap. What, you have friends? No, I'm kidding. Um... <laughs> wow, rude. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he has friends in virtual uh... reality. That's what he's
1: saying. <laughs> Ex yeah. Exactly in um, VR chat with all the 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 waifu avatars. All right.
0: Well, while we're um before we get into other reviews, uh I have smashed out a couple of things that aren't for review. Uh, I just finished Dreams um right before we went to air no, to finish. Not it. right before.
1: You 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 <laughs> delayed the recording so you could finish. It. <laughs>
0: That's true. I did do that. Uh but it was worth it. It was only like 5 minutes. Um and I thought Adam Wait, was gonna the, be, the, the, um, the
1: single is five minutes? I thought Adam
0: was going to recover, but no, he did not. Um, but no, I qu- I really enjoyed it. So, good call, and I'm totally going to claim that as one of my 25 titles or whatever it is that I'm going for. <laughs> you know what? That, you know what? That That's fair
1: game. Fair you can have game. that because we know you're not going to do the other 24. Yeah, that's fair. Um, uh come on. He's got other review games this year, so yeah. like, give him at least <laughs> He won't oh, do okay, I'll twenty to, of them.
0: I'll get to like yeah, twenty and I'll be like, "Shit, I need to finish five more games and I'll play like Anthem. Um
2: no, <laughs> uh, Mate, not you, even um, Bio has finished that. What was your do you do you have a favorite part in uh, Art stream
0: uh, I, I think I liked the debug and uh LED or E, e- yeah. room, um part uh that was pretty cool yeah those think. bits are good um i also liked it when i yeah when they got the is it foxy and uh, the other name got the the guitars oh yeah yeah that's like uh, that's my favorite part yeah that was pretty cool uh but yeah um pretty cool pretty short pretty sweet mean yeah. it took you two weeks i think well, three actually weeks. It took me longer i think two weeks like, <laughs> <like> three weeks <laughs> Too busy uh working, but no, that's cool. I uh, Also, <laughs> last night I um, so earlier this week, uh, no, earlier last sorry late last week, we got a couple of codes for Wanking Simulator, which came out I don't know like no. a week ago or something Shut like that. Up. Um, so I thought okay, I'll I'll give it a bash. Um, literally, and then you downloaded the game as well. <laughs> <laughs> I played uh, about fifteen minutes of it. Uh, and I couldn't finish. Um, it was, it was bad. It, it was, it was very bad. It first comes up with, uh, I think we've had this chat maybe before, not on the podcast, but in, in one of our, um, chats or whatever, but it's, I didn't think it was going to be this bad, but it is, it comes across as very homophobic and it's, they have a message at the front, uh, sorry, when you load the game, it's like, um, let me see if I can find it. I took a picture of it.
1: Um, is something stupid like this is not a safe space?
0: Um, Hang on, sorry. Where are we? Okay, what is it's waiting simulator? Yes, sorry, yeah. I can't find it, but it just basically says... Um, that you know, no, we don't mean any offense to the LGBT community, um, All these things are a joke. Um, oh, so you yeah. know it's going to be bad. Yeah, and I was like, oh god, that. I was like, I don't really want to thing I don't, I don't really want to play this. And then it um it comes up, like uh, has like a little cutscene, uh, and the the actual location of the game is Gay Bay. You're like, okay, that's a good start. The character's name is Winston Gay, um, right? And it's just and it's just like, why? Like it, you could have literally have called it a million other things that would have helped with like the humor of the game. But instead, you've gone down this this path, and it's just shit. And then it's so cheap, like, yeah. And then like the opening line is like, uh, "I'm back in Gay Bay. These fucking." um, stole my fucking house or some shit. And I was just like, this is going to be, oh, wow. this I'll is going to be real bad. And it's real bad. And so I basically filled up my wank bar that you, that you could. And I looked up how to, you know, ejaculate and I couldn't ejaculate. And I was like, fuck this. And I died and that's it. I I've quit it and I'm never going to touch it again. Wow. So that's wanking simulator. It's terrible. So uh, the I church actually, would probably really like that game. Actually, I died in a church, uh, <laughs> I was, yeah, I was in in the church, and that's where I perished. You perished. I perished. Um. Yeah. So don't don't play wanking simulator.
2: I wasn't going to, and I'm even more not going to now.
0: You should. <laughs> uh, yeah. Apart from that, I also been playing a. I did a preview for a game called Those Who Remain. It's only a short little preview uh, for about maybe half an hour or so. It's a little horror game by uh, Camel 101, I think it's the studio name. The publisher is Wired Productions, which from memory is the same publisher for Close to the Sun, um, I think. Uh, and yeah, so it's basically your. Uh, this guy called Edward, uh, no relation to the Edward guy Darling. from from Edward from Well Played, but yeah, you are having a few drinks and then you decide to go meet the like your your mistress at this motel, uh, and then Ooh. as on the way there, you I guess you know he's sort of talking to himself and he decides that he's he's gonna uh, you know end the affair there. But once you get to the motel where you go to meet up, it's deserted, and um, yeah, then it sort of be- that sort of begins like this um, descent into like I guess you know Ed's insanity, or you know he's losing sanity and his um and his bearings. Your your car, so you're investigating this this room, and then your car gets. Stolen, and then you have to basically make it back into the into the main town, and that's sort of where you find out that uh, if you're in the dark, you will die because there are things that lurk in the dark. And yeah, so I guess the aim of the game is basically to stay in the light. It's pretty cool. Um, the they're like sort of apparitions that uh, you know you, you can see them standing, you know, in the dark there, and they've got these piercing blue eyes and yeah the aim of the game is to get from one point of the town or wherever you're walking to um you know in the light and you know that so it's got it's it's a typical um first person psychological horror game and the puzzles are pretty basic in this um but i guess a lot of the um the gameplay loop is that sort of keeping the lights on um And then making sure that the path that you have to go down, that the, you know, that there is light. So in one of the, in this, in one of the sections I played, I had to, there was a, like a big outdoor light and you had to basically power the generator that powers that, that light. So you can then, you know, keep going. Um, And then once, yeah, you do that, I, you sort of go into this like alternate reality sort, sort of thing, um, yeah i don't want to give too much away but yeah it's sort of like and you can interact with objects and stuff in this alternate reality and i think they impact the uh when you come back out of that Uh, i'm not 100 percent sure on that but um from what i've played i'm I'm pretty sure that's how it works but yeah it comes out in june for ps4 xbox and pc um and it's it's pretty good so far the atmosphere is very good um so all, all those sort of fundamentals of uh horror game are pretty good the story is intriguing um i'm keen to see where it goes but you know it, do, it doesn't do anything different you know i've played a number of these games before so excuse me hopefully the yeah those two main parts can um carry it when it comes out nice um I'll, i've also been playing song of horror i finished episode one i'm on to episode two for the review and i know i, I spoke last time about how i walked into that room and i died Mm. Uh, i actually think there is a way you can tell so i think i might have said the wrong thing last time but there is actually a button you can push to put your ear against the the door um and you can sort of hear because when i loaded back in i went to the door and i put my ear on it and uh, you could hear you know it wasn't silent or whatever so i think um yeah i think that's just yeah that that's how you avoid it however um. Don't and don't crucify me here, but I did go back and look at the walkthrough. And that character that goes into that part is actually does die. Um. So I think that I think you're meant to go in there regardless, which is a bit of a bummer because yeah, right. if that's your last character, uh, like I said before, if that's your last character, you have to start again. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's all I've been playing. It's not for review. I don't think I've actually reviewed anything either. So, um, yeah. Nice, nice. Let's um. Let's move on to what's on. We got a big list here to talk about. Kieran, do you want to talk about moving out first? Very, sure. Very quickly. So a couple of weeks ago, we we said that Kieran and I went and played moving out again. Um, smg studio here in south melbourne this time we actually got to play the four player uh, as opposed to the two player that we've played previously um and we had a bunch of fun well i know that i did i didn't uh, no nah, i didn't, you didn't. yeah <laughs> um yeah and i guess we 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 sort of got got to see a different side of it even though it was, even though we played those um uh, the the missions that, that they had there um you know it was different playing four players as opposed to two Uh, yeah and it felt um you know you go i was just gonna say
2: it it was more chaotic to begin with yeah because we didn't really like come into it with a game plan even though we'd all played it before except for I i think leo hadn't played it before um no we we all just like jumped in and just started trying to grab shit and put it yeah. in a truck and that didn't work
0: no but that's sort of how you play the two player though
2: yeah it's interesting because it it, it, it kind of works in the two players. you can sort of gauge where the other person's at and what they're doing but when there's more people and you're all just like literally just throwing things in the truck that was mm. our um
0: that was our undoing yeah <laughs> yeah the uh the Tetris that you need that needs to be done in the truck was uh I think that, that cost us a couple of gold times from, <laughs> it from, did from memory yeah it uh, did
2: but with four people I mean that's uh that's kind of where the strategies like kind of unfold because you know in hindsight we would have had in that very first level just someone sitting at the truck just collecting everything putting it in
0: yeah well, see, yeah, well that's where the four player worked is we sort of once we I think if, after the first couple of levels we sort of worked out a bit of order. Yeah. Yeah, And people, I guess, self-assigned themselves roles. You know, whether it was sort of, you know, I think that there there was the warehouse level where, I think you were the one in the room that was putting all the boxes on the conveyor belt.
2: Yeah, yeah. I started going into each room and just like emptying it out.
0: Yeah, and then uh, Shannon and I were sort of in the main room and just tossing the boxes into the actual truck or... uh, (laughs) Yeah. Um yeah, no, it was good fun. Um I did I did wonder if it would be less fun because there's more people and it would just uh it would just get a bit chaotic. But no, it was actually it it worked quite quite well and probably the biggest takeaway that we had was that Ash, the founder of SMG in the studio head he was talking a lot a lot about what they're doing from an accessibility and inclusivity uh perspective so you a lot of the so where everyone's probably played overcooked here well, no, i uh, yes. yep. know the karen has have you played it yes
1: i love overcooked
0: yeah so that one you have to get a certain style level to progress yep uh, whereas with moving out they've Drop that so that you don't actually have to worry about not fit, not beating a level at the best time or the you best You just have to level. beat levels. Yeah, correct. And if you're finding it too difficult, or you're playing with children, or your grandmother, or whoever, um, you can actually pull back the difficulty um, in a variety of ways. You can actually actually pull. I think there's actually a difficulty setting. Is that correct? Uh, you can just drop it. Um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, but there's also things like you can make so there's items that are two person or two yeah two person lift items you can actually make them a bit lighter so one person can sort of carry it. Uh, you can do less items, I think, as well, uh, is one. I um, actually, maybe that that one might not be true. But the other another one that you can do is when you put items in into the truck, they actually disappear, so you don't have to worry about things fitting and you know uh, spilling out the side. Uh, so yeah so there's a lot lot of cool things that they're doing from that side of things
2: yeah it's cool Uh, it's cool in a game like that where you can kind of identify like where your pain points are and and where you're having trouble and just switch those off basically like if you're if you're good at everything except for the two person stuff or if you're good at everything except the truck yeah even if Uh, you know outside of just being accessible it's a good way to let people play your game
0: yeah, I mean, Ash was big on how he was saying that it, it lets him play with his children, you know, and you know what little young kids are like, you know, they're not going to be dominating gold star Yeah, levels. and not,
2: they're not in it to, like, you know, high score and yeah, the be the exact, best. They just want to have yeah, fun.
0: Yeah, so this allows him to sort of do that. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty cool. And that comes that's still coming out on uh, April the 28th. Yeah, hmm. yeah, got, that, yeah got that right, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're definitely keen to check that out and we'll definitely have a review go up um a lot closer to launch but yeah no nah, if you're in if you're into moving out or think oh, to moving out if you're into overcooked all those you know, sorts of uh, couch party games um yeah, this is definitely recommended uh the only thing they don't have online play, do they? It's just couch co-op.
2: I wasn't in the impression that I did. Maybe I'm wrong.
0: Yeah, I was reading some stuff and it did read that they. Who I can't remember where I read it, but it said that it didn't have online. But I thought it. I thought it did too. So I didn't question it because I was like, oh, maybe it doesn't. But yeah, that that I'm not one
1: hundred percent. sure on. I'm looking at um, the Steam page and it only says local co-op and online. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah,
0: that's a bit of a bummer
1: because um, yeah I guess so, Steam out. has the advantage of the remote play together feature where you can have mm. people on other computers controlling characters yeah. on your computer
0: yeah um, yeah a little bit weird that they wouldn't have that but I guess that's another cost they don't have to have to have um, very quickly before we move on from moving out uh, there is a demo available mm-hmm. on the PSN Xbox store I believe and should be one on, the P- on, on Steam, yeah? there's yeah, on, one on Steam. Yeah, so yeah, if you want to go check it out and play the first f- four level, three levels, I think. Um, yeah, they're there to play. Uh, let's talk reviews. We probably can't go into a lot of detail about Doom because the person who reviewed it for us isn't here. Oh, but I can talk about it as well because I finished it. That's where I was going, but thank you for
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, fl- the floor is yours. Uh, okay, Kieran, with an S? No. <laughs> no, nah, nah, Doom Eternal is really freaking good. I was very surprised to see how good it was. I was under the assumption that Kieran brought up a few weeks ago that part of the reason why everyone liked Doom 2016 so much is it kind of came out of nowhere. And so I was kind of worried that they weren't going to be able to find their feet as well as the 2016 reboot did but no they've literally improved on pretty much every facet of the game the music is like the music is improved the combat is improved you know the level design is improved the uh, some of the actual general mechanics like there are weak points on monsters now that you have to break to dispatch them quicker Um, even more mechanics that revolve around the glory kills It's just they put a lot of work into it, and I'm really impressed. The campaign is about... I think it took me about 18 hours, and that was on ultra-violence mode. Um, And, yeah, I was thoroughly, thoroughly impressed. I haven't tried the multiplayer yet. I haven't heard great things. Um, And I'm bummed out that there's no level editor like there was in the 2016 Doom, but... The, The old snap map? Yeah. But... No, nah, but the, the the campaign is very good. It's actually got a surprisingly decent story, um, and they still do a really good job at conveying who Doom Guy is as a character through his animations and not through dialogue.
3: Nice.
0: Um...
2: <laughs> I did. I really like that about because I haven't played Doom Eternal, but one of my favorite things about the original, well, Doom twenty sixteen, was the way that the Doomslayer would just, like, punch everything. Yeah. Like, every action he did was the most violent and forceful version of the action that he could do. Yeah. Like, from that, pressing there are, buttons to, like...
1: There, there, there are some really little ones. Like, uh, there's a mission where you got to use uh, a certain thing and one of them gets locked down and Doom guy just keeps spamming the button to do it and the the Drone you Witch goes, hang on, give me a second, he just keeps pressing the buttons. And then another part where... Uh, I'm not going to say exactly what happens, just, you know, because the game's not even a week a week old at this point. Um, but uh, you basically have to figure out how to get to a certain point And one of the guys that you're with goes, you can't just, you know, destroy this entire thing. And the Dungo just does it anyway. Because it isn't good nice. fuck. It's so good. And I'll let the crickets there. Oh, sorry. I thought <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for... Um
0: for more but uh nice that's That's uh, all you get
1: little tease you
2: gotta play the game yeah.
1: yeah you can add it to your 25 games for the year maybe I will actually maybe I'll, I'll get on it Um, uh, I'd recommend it it
0: took me a couple of years to get Doom so I think I only finished Doom 2016 and 2018 so you know maybe in 2022 I'll, I'll finish Doom Eternal
2: two uh, years after Eternity
0: yeah that's it I i liked him didn't i wasn't didn't love it as probably as much as everyone else uh it was good but i'd prefer the wolfenstein series because i know that karen ks he's a, a big fan um really yeah huge fan massive of, of um, what? just he's just a big fan like nice um no, what, what a guy. he's just
2: really big and cool
0: uh no yeah he he's a big fan of the of the doom series, and I think he well i don't want to put words in his mouth, but I'll put something else in it and i'll it'll say um <laughs> that uh doom is probably the the best first person shooter going around yeah uh, no
1: i I would agree with that,
0: yeah, so that's that's where I would say I think Wolfenstein probably does it for me actually no he does like cod doesn't he yeah but let, let's forget about that. No, I reckon he'd still I reckon he'd say from a story perspective like a single player sort of game Doom Doom gets it so yeah he did our review and if you haven't read it I'll just quickly read his final thoughts when I scroll down he says if 2016 if 2016's Doom was a celebration of primal violence Doom Eternal is a day long parade in its honor it's faster more sinister and just meaner than the original in every way building upon an extremely strong foundation with meaningful gameplay additions that manage to add depth without getting in the way of the core action. It raises the bar in terms of visual fidelity and technical performance and even manages to flesh out some fairly decent lore when it could probably have just rested on its strengths as a do-it-yourself demon surgeon simulator. Multiplayer is fairly forgettable, but its existence is nothing to harm the phenomenal campaign. It may have some stiff competition this year, but it's certainly got a fighting chance for 2020's Goatee. How do we feel about that? Big words? Very big words.
1: Uh, I I would would say it's probably, it it deserves to be up there for 2020's Goatee. I don't see a whole lot challenging it. Maybe (laughs) Last of Us. Final last Manage of Us, server. Cyberpunk. I don't think Final <laughs> Fantasy
2: 7 will challenge it for Goatee, but
0: Watch Dogs. No, maybe because I no. played a Brexit? Final Fantasy VII
1: remake. pretty good. Watch, Watch Dogs: Coronavirus. No. Here. Post-Brexit. Let's just, let's just ignore Zach for the rest of the podcast. Don't do that. Keep me. I want to talk. <laughs> but yeah, like, come, come on. If like we already know that last year a remake could have won the uh, Game of the Year. Should have won. <laughs> I mean, it won the rigged, well-played game of the year, but um, <laughs> but no, I I I wouldn't be surprised if Final Fantasy sevens up there. It'd be um, up there, but I don't think it'll win. No, no it, probably uh, not. Not, not in
2: the worry. face of other stuff that's coming. Plus, out. if yeah,
0: mate, if Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts two coming. No, out, Not
1: shut not, up. not in the face of <laughs> AFL Live two.
0: That game doesn't even exist, or well, does actually? But I think it's shut up. Um. <laughs> now I actually forgot where we were gonna go with that. I had a point, but the point's gone. Oh yeah. So if, for me, Wolfenstein would be probably my favorite first-person shooter that's currently going, going around. How, how about yours, Kieran? Uh Ooh, that that is not the other.
2: Kieran that's that's a here. good question. I don't know.
1: Okay. I I never envisioned you as a big shooter fan, Kieran, So he loves to shoot. <laughs> Yeah, but that's not first person.
2: Um, (laughs) It (laughs) is. Shut up. Um, No, I like I I do I do enjoy shooters, mostly like the more heavily story based ones, though. Yeah. Um, but I I did really really enjoy Doom 2016, so I'm pretty keen to play Eternal. Um, but I honestly can't think of a like a recent shooter that I think is. <clears throat> hot
0: shit
2: not the big wolf nah well I st- I've, I haven't even played I started Wolfenstein 2 and I got bored of it in like the really? second mission oh, that's so. right we've had
0: this conversation if, if, yeah.
1: if you want to be even more bored Kieran, you can play Youngblood
2: yeah nah um, I'm good
1: I, I have a feeling Zach hasn't played Youngblood because he doesn't want to sully his his opinion on Wolfenstein at the yeah level.
2: that's probably a good plan
0: I'm not going to play Youngblood
1: you, you really shouldn't. If, if you want to know what happens, I can tell you, and then you can skip it.
0: Don't tell me now. Don't spoil it oh, for, nah. for the podcast, people.
1: Actually,
0: fair no, enough. I'll take
1: that back. Homefront would,
0: would be my favourite first person. I...
1: Shut up. You went okay. from, like, a
2: respectable choice to, like... Or oh, time you, you I,
0: you, saved you, 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 it. I, I thought
2: we were that. talking about recent ones.
0: Yeah, fair. You got me there.
2: Did, did, wasn't nah. it of this generation? <laughs> yeah, I'm going with Wolfenstein.
0: Uh... Right. I actually Other...
2: I actually really liked Titanfall 2.
0: Yeah. Actually. And,
2: and Metro. Really oh awesome. yeah, Metro.
0: How, how, how did I forget that? Oh, wait, that's right. Because he almost forgot to down. play it. Nah, Exus was pretty cool.
1: But now think... Titanfall 2 was good. I think Titanfall 2's real strength, because the this, this story wasn't his strongest point, it was that level design. Holy crap. Yeah, man. That level design was so good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Zach being a grumpy old man. I like Titanfall
0: too.
1: I know, but you were being, you were grumbling, so you're grumpy well, I was just, old man. No, I was
0: just in a grunts. Mm. Like yeah, mm. because mm. I thought we were just uh... making grunting noises
2: to pepper in throughout <laughs> the, pro- the rest of the podcast.
0: All right, let's move on from Doom. Uh, let's go to the other huge game that came out last week. Neo it's
1: two. Contract.
0: <laughs> I said Neo two. That was last uh, week. No, that was was
1: last that week. no? That was, week that was two weeks ago.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what I <laughs> well, meant.
0: Well, we we got our code last week, so
2: yeah. Shout
0: out to yeah. <laughs> shout out to <laughs> fuck you. No, no, um, just no. Big no huge shout out to the uh, people for the code. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, um, nah. but no, the biggest game last week was Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Yeah. Uh, Eleanor is currently working on the well played review, the review that everyone's probably waiting for, apart from all the people that went to redacted. Yeah, everybody's everybody's
2: held off buying the game until the well played review comes out.
0: Yeah, I mean it makes sense. Uh so you I don't think you've played it, Kieran. Jordan, have you been playing it?
1: I've played it more than Kieran. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
2: Jordan's probably played a lot more than me. I wasn't sure
0: if you if you'd bought it.
1: No, nah, yeah, no, nah, nah. I got it. I got that in Doom on the same day. I actually wasn't expecting to get Doom. I traded in my old PlayStation because I didn't need it anymore because I have three PlayStations around here. Um, and so I was, I was like, oh, this is like a launch period PlayStation. It'll probably knowing depreciation within trade trading, it'll probably like just get me Animal Crossing. I uh, no, I was way oh, that's off. right. Like, I
0: did see that that message. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and the, the annoying part was like they don't let you do the trade-ins and then put them into gift cards anymore. I had to spend it all there. So really, I and, yeah, it's annoying. It's so stupid. That's <laughs> but, odd. So I maybe they would. Maybe they else.
2: said that knowing that they were gonna close. <laughs>
1: maybe. maybe, maybe they saved me. Yeah. Ah, uh, so no, I uh, I got Animal Crossing and then I cashed out the rest, which was like another, I think it was close to two hundred. Wait, what? You, ca- uh, wait, you cashed out. Let me finish. Okay, sorry. I cashed sorry, out the sorry, rest sorry. as Steam gift cards. Ah. And so, no. then, yeah, I, I, I bought Doom Eternal on Steam, and then, yeah, I still got some leftovers nice. to play with. So, I I was cheering, but... Yeah, you so... To,
0: what's the cut you get on a Steam gift card? Do you get any cut?
2: Yeah. There's, it's an amount. Okay. It's I a small it's, amount. Yeah. I think... Uh yeah oh any any retailer that sells like prepaid online cards would get mm. a small fee but then there's also like a middleman company that actually processes the transactions as well so yeah. they'd get something it's weird i don't yeah, yeah. yeah i don't no, know I
1: was, just, I was just wondering is this where we learned that like all these companies actually lose a crazy amount of money on prepaid like, cards? cards well they probably do
2: like it's not insignificant it's weird yeah it's a weird
0: process. Well, it's like those visa cards where you pay like what a hundred dollars for the card, and you're gonna pay like eight dollar fee for the, for the card. So you end up paying like hundred and ten bucks for the card. Um,
2: yeah, you well, get that's just
1: hundred dollars like, body.
2: That's just good business.
1: So the yeah. w- the word of the podcast is card,
0: card, 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 <laughs> card, card. Um. All right, let's the, talk the about cast. Animal Crossing then.
2: Yeah, Jordan, because I've only played. I'm in my... I, I had a look just before. I'm in my third in-game day. Well, like, in-real-life day, I guess, as well. Um, so, I'm, you, I'm still just starting.
0: Everyone just hold the phone. Hold the phone mm. for a sec. Can you tell me what Animal Crossing is? Because I still don't know what it is. Someone asked me the other day, and I was like, it's a game where you have an island. That's pretty much what I said. That's about uh,
1: it. it, it <laughs> I guess the easiest way to describe it is like a community-building game. Uh, so, you start off with... Virtually nothing. So it's you like wow. Nothing like wow. No. No. <laughs> um but like you start off with nothing and you kind of build out from there and as you progress in the game you add to your village so you have more and more people living with you. Uh, like and Sim City. No. Shut up.
2: <laughs> this shut, whole shut podcast up. is just people telling zach to shut up so far
1: <laughs> but now it, it's made it's honestly it's just it's a game that's entirely downtime and that's the best part about it like there's no pressure for anything you take things at your own pace you know you build everything that you want to build when you want to build it um it's just yeah it's just a chill game you do whatever you want
0: i don't i still don't understand so what So you? so you so you have a character Mm. other character you, yep you have an island yep. and then you grow shit or and then people come to your island and buy uh or... okay so if you want
1: to do it like that so the the main way the main uh point of progression is through a character called Tom Nook uh he's the one who gets you settled on the island and then tells you that you're in debt already um and so basically it, i guess the easiest way to describe the progression is constantly paying off debt it's because, a, uh, yeah because you, you get like debt, like, you get to one simulator <laughs> it, it's it's like real life except that the debt is reasonable and there's no interest nice. um but yeah so like each main point of progression in the game revolves around each point that you get put into debt because you pay off one debt then you say do an expansion to your house and you put it into another debt then you pay that off and then you in another you do another expansion so you're in debt again and it just keeps going until I don't know how long cuz I don't time skip but um mm. But yeah, it's uh it's an interesting game. It is my first Animal Crossing. I just I gave it a go because it looked cute. But how um, many other?
0: This the third one. Fourth. No.
1: fourth GameCube.
2: Uh, Wii,
1: 3DS. Was Was there one on the Wii U?
2: No, there was a board games spin off thing. Uh, mm.
1: okay. Here so are all the fourth. platforms it's been on. Mm, Nintendo 64. IQ. So no, was it on sixty? Was it on sixty four? Apparently so. No. Um, yeah. Actually, no. It is because my sister-in-law has a sixty-four with Animal Crossing. No. <laughs> uh, GameCube law Wii... doesn't exist. GameCube Wii Wii U DS 3DS iOS Android Nintendo Switch. Uh, there are five games. Not including the spin-off games, but yeah, no, it's just a it's just a pleasant time. It, it's it's a really cute game, you know, catching bugs. The first night on my island, because I uh, I decided to go Northern Hemisphere because I can't stand summer. So when it's summer here, I can pretend I'm in winter in my island. Um, mm. First night, I kept fainting because there were like ten tarantulas everywhere, just chasing me and biting me. <laughs> it was a nightmare
0: I still don't understand I do but
1: it, it, it's a really hard game to explain unless you actually play yeah. it yeah it, it's not even a matter of watching it because if you watch it you'll be, probably be seeing things out of context and you'll be like "What? What? what's going on it, it, it's a game that really only makes sense once you play it because I you know I still am at points where I'm like what on earth do I do but you know it's basically it's a game just...
2: about procrastinating as well.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And Cause... escaping the harsh realities of actual life.
2: Yeah. Most of the time I've spent in it has just been running around and hitting things.
1: I I did get to make a rainbow dress. It took me about 30 minutes to make, and I don't nice. regret it. So... Nice. What's the go with the peaches and stuff (laughs) then? Okay, so everyone, so when you start your island, everything is rolled to, I think, even the templates rolled randomly, Kieran? Um, Island templates?
2: The island templates, so the things that are randomized when you start the game is the layout of your island, so you get like four different templates to choose from, but it only presents you four out of, I think there's maybe like 12 to 20 ish total that that exist. Um, that's randomized your, your first two villages that move into your Island with you are randomized your, the color of your airport
1: is randomized yeah, the color, that you the land The color in. of your airport. Yeah. And then um, the, the native fruit for and that then, Island. Yeah.
2: The fruit that's native to your Island. So there's like peaches, oranges, apples, pears, and cherries, I think. And coconuts. Can you start, can you have coconuts on your Island as a native fruit though? I've only ever seen them yes, like on islands so. with other fruit.
1: Um, yeah you may not be able to start with it i don't know i think
2: it's just the five but anyway yeah so essentially there's been well you know most people i know that have played it have restarted the game multiple times to at the very least get the native fruit that they want to see everywhere all over their island but also some people have gone as far as making sure they get the right color of their airport and the right layout at the same time the right villages at the same time like People, some people say, have like, spent hours and hours and hours just been playing been the first really f- five minutes of the game.
1: <laughs> the launch day was really funny to see on Twitter because I always perceived the Animal Crossing community as this really wholesome and accepting community. And then I see people re-rolling their entire islands because, oh, my villager was ugly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck oranges. But um, Hey,
1: hey, come so on. Leave my oranges <laughs> alone. <laughs> so what's I was talking about
2: you. Then? I was talking about the fruit.
0: Like, so, like, so what's the difference? Like, so what, uh, if you do have peaches or, like, oranges, like, what's the
2: Hmm.
1: difference? It's just purely just... You just get to see peaches
2: or oranges. People
1: just wanted the peaches because they look like little butts on trees. Honestly,
2: that's the only reason that I wanted peaches on my island. And when your villager eats them...
1: It's like they're eating ass.
2: (laughs) It really
0: is. (laughs) Alright. There you go. Uh... Okay, I don't really know what to say to that because that's I wasn't expecting that. But okay, uh, let's talk about a different game that doesn't eat us. <laughs> well, the game in itself doesn't eat us, but anyway, uh, Neo Two, Jordan, <laughs> you've been you've been playing that.
1: Yeah, I've been uh, I've been smashing that. Boy, that is a long game. Um, okay, I'm
0: sorry. What? Sorry. One last quick, very very quick question. Animal Crossing, can you see it winning
1: Game of the Year?
2: Can it be? It'll win it categories for sure. I, I don't.
1: I don't think it'll be win game of the year. No.
2: Nah. I don't think, like, I don't think that it's as much as it's like every aspect of it so far that I've seen is is on point. I don't think it's like new enough. Uh,
1: yeah. I, I if don't that think makes it's, sense. Yeah. I, I think the only thing that'll really get it going towards game of the year is. The timing of it meant that it was it had a big impact because with this whole Corona thing going, a lot of people have yeah. been really happy with being able to you know, kind of escape from this whole pandemic. It, yeah, device. it might
2: it might win purely based on being the only game, the last game that comes out this year.
0: <laughs> no, I reckon I got I got hope that RE three is coming out, man. Yeah, uh, that's coming yeah. out. Nemesis of crush little peach bombs.
1: Oh, you say that? Oh.
2: <laughs> he does he does crush peach bums <laughs> he does
1: and there's yeah. a new drawing for me to do
0: I'd be keen to say that oh, I'll
2: do I'll. I'll draw nemesis bearing Isabel from
1: yeah keen to say that um, okay. actually wait uh, Kieran you wouldn't have your museum yet would you
2: no i have to wait till tomorrow it's being built so my museum and my shop are both being built but i
1: yeah you're gonna love it It, the museum is gorgeous i can't wait
2: that's the thing i've been excited for the most since i saw screenshots before it launched
0: um yeah all right let's talk about neo2 jordan uh yeah what about it tell me about it is it good I heard it's very hard. Is it harder than the last Um, one? Um,
1: okay. It's a bit weird to describe it as hard. The game is punishing, but I wouldn't call it hard. It kind of has a really off balance where it makes you really powerful and then to counteract that, it just makes every monster have the capability to practically one-shot you, which I don't find to be an enjoyable balance because, you know, games like these are supposed to you know, let you know when you make a mistake, but not punish you that hard. But this game kind of doesn't do that. If, it, if it's a boss, you yeah, go ahead. I don't care. But in general, enemies can, you know, one or two shot you when you've been building yourself and have like really tanky armor. It's kind of annoying. Um, but overall, it's a pretty, pretty solid game. I, I loved the original. Uh, KS kind of disliked it because it went on for too long. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of feeling that with this one. Okay. Um, but Yeah, the, the combat is just as excellent As it was before They've added a few extra things So um, In the original You'd get what was like Known as Yokai summons Which are basically You go towards like this really weird Foggy area And then uh, A yokai would spawn Which is Generally just like a big dude That looks really mystical Um so they still have that, but what they've done is they've added a dark realm, which is there are entire portions of levels that have been corrupted of sorts by these yokai. And so when you go in them, you have the uh, the lowered stamina regeneration that you normally do in the yokai realm. So you have to deal with that as a constant thing instead of being able to purify the spots where it is. Um, and then the only way to purify those entire areas is are to beat the big bad yokai of each individual corrupted spot. Uh, though honestly, those are one of my, some of my favorite moments in the game, just because they they really keep you on your toes. Uh, the only time I don't like it is some of the boss fights use that whole mechanic a bit stupidly. Uh, like there was a boss fight that I just did today, actually, where they put the field down and they go into their yokai form, and it's like this really aggressive, like rogue-like character, and so you have no breathing room in a realm where you don't have very much stamina region. I only got past it because I was like, fuck it, I'm going to cheese this. And I just got a giant hand cannon and just shot the fuck out of him. And you shouldn't have to rely on that to go through a boss, but, you know, whatever. But overall, it's a pretty good game. Uh, I'll definitely say it goes on for a bit too long. Um, The difficulty scale can be a bit whack. The RPG elements are still pretty good. I still love that you don't have to have specific stat requirements to use weapons. The stat requirements are just for uh, getting as much as you can out of the different gear, so different weapons and armor will have different skills on them, and to be able to use them, you need you know specific stats. Say for a chess piece, you need 10 strength so you can use its skills. If you put on that 10 strength, you get it. Otherwise, you can just use it as a chess plate. Stuff like that. I really enjoy that because... It gives you the freedom to experiment with whatever you want and then if you want to invest in that further you still can um i like that they've expanded the actual building tree so um it's kind of like uh how would i describe it uh so they have like this whole like skill tree almost now a a bit more diversified than the original so when you use weapons or different skills enough You'll get points with them, so you can unlock more skills within that tree. So, say you use a one-handed katana, use it enough, you get uh, you know the one-handed katana skills. Or if you use a big axe or um, the switch glaive, which is basically for Bloodborne fans, it's the burial blade. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's really good weapon variety. The uh, the enemy variety is much more improved than the original. That was a big sword point for me to the original. The enemies kind of left a bit to be desired. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's pretty solid. It runs pretty well. Uh, They have some really weird performance things that I don't understand. Like half the menus run at 30 frames while the rest run at 60. I I don't get it. But like overall, the performance has been solid. I've been playing in performance mode with HDR, so it's 1080p and it's still quite gorgeous on my 4K display. Nice. So, nice yeah no. so, pretty,
0: all pretty right, so with it's, it. n- well I use air quotes for this but worse than the original
1: no no I'd say uh, it's better it's just taken the criticisms of the original especially regarding the difficulty and not worked around them correctly I'll, I would definitely say it's better that some of the changes have been much uh, have been a lot you know I just appreciate them a lot but yeah, that, that difficulty line that they're trying to go on, it's just, yeah, it doesn't feel as refreshing as it could have been.
0: Okay. It, how different are the Neo games to Sekiro?
1: Very different. Um, So Sekiro is a game that is all about kind of like the art of sword fighting, of Japanese sword fighting. Kieran can confirm because he was there when they explained it at the preview event as well. You know, it's all yeah, about the. We became um, master
2: we, Japanese we sword had, fighters in an hour.
1: We did, yeah. Um, but, you know, it's all about, you know, um, getting those deflections and tr- trying to, like, break the posture of your opponent, because that's what a lot of Japanese sword fighting is about, is trying to break your opponent before you deliver a final blow. Um, whereas Neo is a little more hack and slashy in that sense. You still, for some of the enemies, you still have, like, a posture or stamina meter to break but it's not as essential mm. uh whereas Sekiro it's like the entire conceit of the game is to break your opponent's posture okay
0: um so, all right which one do you think is harder overall before we move on
1: um i'd probably play say Sekiro mainly cuz that last boss in Sekiro absolutely fucked me. Not ideal. That was great fun. No, oh, nice. <laughs> okay, Jordan,
0: you've also been playing the Division 2 uh, Warlords of New York expansion?
1: It's been a little while since I played it, but yeah, I, I did play through it all and uh, did my review on it.
0: All right, just give us a very quick uh, thoughts on that. Uh,
1: it's a you know it's a pretty good expansion it brings the division players and the agents back to new york which is where the first one was set uh it makes a lot of improvements to the map uh the art is a lot more refreshing instead of being just the color gray um the different factions from new york have been kind of refreshed so they use a bit more interesting tactics like the snipers they use um rover pistols and they hide behind uh like these big shields they have to kind of try like position yourself in a way where you can get the headshot on them um and yeah the ai is fucking good the ai is so aggressive and smart in that game it kind of pissed me off but um the only real sad points about it is some of the uh encounter balancing felt like it was made for cooperative play not solo play which i really felt towards the end of the game um but outside of that, the, the writing is much improved, the world is really interesting. There are a few technical hiccups and a couple crashes, um, but overall, it's pretty good. And they've the best part about it is they've made a lot of like uh loot table redesigns since the game launched and you know, well, since I last played. So, gear is tries to tailor it's, itself specifically to what you use, um. And the stat system is a little more refined now. So it's overall just a better game. And for anyone that likes The Division 2, I would highly recommend getting uh, the Worlds of New York expansion.
0: Nice. Sick. Uh, As someone who is probably up to, what, like Mission 5 of The Division 2, like the base game, how much have I missed? And if I was to jump back in, how far am I
1: behind uh okay so i would recommend getting to level 30 before anything you don't need to get to world tier 5 um but i would recommend at least getting to level 30 before you dive into the warlords of new york expansion so for reference that's basically just a little bit after beating the main campaign if you haven't reached level 30 before then um out outside of that, there are the episodes that were added uh, throughout the first year of the game, and you don't need to do them to dive in, which was cool. I I did one of the episodes just to kind of, you know, get my bearings with the game again. But um you guys are having fun in the Discord chat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but now nah, it's definitely like it's not it's not a difficult thing to jump into. It's just I definitely recommend. Um, beating the main campaign I think that might actually be a prerequisite itself so but I can neither confirm nor deny but I believe you can actually make a character specific for the expansion all that that means is your character can only stay in New York they can't go back to Washington
0: okay right right uh okay can I still have awesome hair
1: you can have whatever hair you want mate thank you thank you that's what about not... just
0: a single hair? Uh
1: I I think I don't think the engine is good enough just, I think you need it. We're at just least dividing
0: two... hairs here. Oh,
1: oh
0: wow. uh just the context of people who are listening at home, uh right at this exact moment, uh Kieran thought that he I think the whole country was going into lockdown. Is that what's happened here? Calm down, I didn't think. People told no, no, me no. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sorry, people have told you so you've thought it. And then I've, <laughs> I've thought that okay, this could be good. And then Dylan from the websites jumped in and gone, gone, "Yeah, it looks good." And then no, it's not. It's turned in this in the space of about five seconds. It's, go, it's gone from <laughs> yes, we're locked down to tears of not joy, the opposite. Um, so, this yeah. is a, this it's,
2: this podcast has been an emotional ride. It has. Um, and in the this- background, someone was talking about a game, I think Division or something. <laughs>
0: So, anyway, uh, I think that's all the reviews we got, all the games. Uh, we yeah. might move on to some some news. Uh, Jordan, just for the record, you gave Division 2
1: expansion. How much? 8 out of 10, I think it was, or 8.5. 8
0: and a half. Uh, out of 10, sorry. Um, and how much is it, sorry?
1: Uh, it's 45 Australian. Okay.
0: And you'd say it's worth that, yeah?
1: Yeah, Do I'd you... say it's worth that. It adds quite a bit. I mean, okay. it adds a pretty large map. The end game design is really cool. Uh, the story writing is a little better because it's focused on specific characters rather than just one big bad dude. Um, and it kind of uh, lets you approach it in any order that you want. So it's it's done really well.
0: Nice. All right, let's go to, I guess, our main topic for tonight. I though know. We've, we've already passed the hour mark, but we'll talk a little bit about the specs, or at least Jordan will, because... He's probably the one that understands it the most. Um, But last... Was it last week? Uh, Last week we had the... PlayStation had that little event for the PS5 specs. Anyway, yeah, last week or the week before. um, I think it was last week. Yeah,
1: after... Actually, no. It was last week because I wrote this article. that This is related to the day of. Okay, cool.
0: Um, Yeah, so last week the... Mark Cerny came out and dropped a whole bunch of technical mumbo jumbo uh that was meant to be for a gdc talk uh for consumers and only you know real tapped in you know to technology sort of people sort of caught what he was uh talking about and jordan's one of those people Uh, i mean i got some of it kieran probably got more than me as well um but jordan so, so tell us exactly what playstation have announced And what it sort of all means.
1: Uh, So, they announced a bunch of things. To put it briefly, though, you know, they announced the basic specifications for the PlayStation, but on paper itself, they looked pretty underwhelming, but Sony went on to explain a lot of the things. So, one of the really impressive things that they've done is with their NVMe SSD. So, uh, they've actually increased throughput for it, so... Um, it has a transfer rate of raw throughput, not compressed, of 5.5 gigabytes per second. Now, for comparison, when using the IO throughput for the compressed uh, files on Xbox Series X, it's only 4.8 gigabytes per second. So even through raw throughput, the PS5's SSD is faster. Now, that... Compressed, it's
2: like 8 to 9, isn't it? 8
1: to 9 compressed. Comparing to, like, yeah, less than 5 for Xbox it's incredibly fast so um, this is one of the most impressive things that they've done i don't know what those uh engineers have done with that stuff but uh all it'll basically mean is you'll have really fast load times um render distances can be further optimized and load biases can be further optimized so you have things like less texture pop in um less you know less smudging of um Textures and stuff like that, just because it can get that information as soon as possible. And then, uh, one of the notably on paper weaker components of the PS5 was the graphics card. So, the GPU has CUs, also known as compute units. Uh, the, the GPU for the PS5 only has 36 compute units clocked at 2.23 gigahertz, but um, at a variable frequency. So, I don't know if that means it boosts or if it'll just dip down or whatever. Um, compared to the Xbox Series X's uh, CU count of 52, clocked at 1825 MHz. Um, so, just on this spec alone, it on paper looks like the Series X is more powerful, but Cerny has gone on to explain that, from my understanding, it almost seems like they're going for higher instructions per clock on the CU, so they behave more like uh, 56 see you count gpu rather than the 36 i don't know how true that claim is we can only go based off of what cerny has said um but it will be interesting to see because it almost seems like they're going for like a a smaller packet that can achieve the same if not more than the series x which would be very interesting to see because it's just it's, it's wizardry really you know differences that big will make you know, very tangible differences in performance. So if they found a way to get around that, it'll be really impressive.
2: In simple terms, it's about working smarter, not harder. Yeah. Yeah. Realistically. Like the 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 Xbox Series X has the raw horsepower, but Sony has a lot of innovations.
1: The the way I like to describe it is uh, Sony's uh, approach is a little more elegant, whereas Xbox is about brute force.
3: Mm. The only thing
1: I'll be interested to see is Um, something that a lot of people will tell you about computing is in some cases it's often better to have simultaneous compute than try to have raw uh, individual uh, information per clock or instructions per clock actually so that's why some engines prefer the higher core count of the ryzen cpus rather than the better frequency of intel cpus so I'll be interested to see how that translates with the GPUs to see if there are some engines or games that prefer the higher amounts of CUs on the Xbox compared to the lower amount on the PlayStation.
0: So one of the... Yeah, so the things that I've read in the last couple of days... Um, there is, do you guys use... Jordan, you might. Do you use reset error at all?
1: Not very often.
0: No. So one of the guys from Digital Foundry was posting on on there, and he basically just said that the yeah the the Xbox is just much more powerful because um, there's a lot. Um, what's the right wording? I guess a lot of people are, I don't don't want to call them fanboys, but a lot of um, you know Sony fans that are trying to pump up, or it sounds like it sounds like they're trying to pump up the PlayStation's power when. Um yeah, the Xbox is clearly superior in that um area. Yep. But um yeah, so that's so I'm sort of I don't really know. I'm like I'm hearing all these things and I don't quite know what what it all sort of means. Um but from what I can tell, yeah, as you guys have sort of just covered, the PS five's got the faster SSD which will have its own perks and the Xbox will have it. Will have yeah that that brute force, horsepower kind of thing. But yeah. I guess a good thing is that it depends on how the developers actually optimize it for these consoles. Is that ultimately mm. what Matt, like? Yeah, I I to it yeah, is?
1: I I would hazard a guess to say that uh, the first party developers for the PlayStation Five will work wonders with that system. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just you know the nature of the beast. I am concerned about how third party developers will use it, however. Yeah. Uh, I mean there's
2: like a lot of the advantages that the PS5 has like one being the 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 hard drive I think will benefit uh methods that developers are kind of already using to get better performance out of their games. Like you said like like level of detail is one thing. Obviously yep. if 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 that can look better uh or if that can if they can manage pop-in better then they can utilize that more than they are already now yep um and things like you know like culling of of assets that aren't on screen is faster Well, you know can be faster so i think like things that they're used to doing now to eke more performance out of games they'll be better utilized as well which
1: is Ab- absolutely what i will point out though is one thing that i haven't seen a lot of people talk about is the actual memory bandwidth for the gpus or for the consoles so it's going to sound like a bunch of numbers for zach but Uh, The PlayStation 5's memory goes at 448 gigabytes per second and the Xbox Series X has 10 gigabytes of RAM dedicated to the GPU which clocks at 560 gigabytes per second and then it has um, system operations RAM uh, that's at 6 gigabytes that clocks at 336 gigabytes per second That extra bandwidth for the 10 gig for the uh, GPU can be a game changer when it comes to higher and higher resolutions because you need to offload that information as soon as possible.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't know what you just said, but sure. I believe you. You sound believable. Um, Jordan, from what you've seen, which, which one do you think looks more impressive?
1: Uh, oh, that's a tough one. I think on just raw, just looking at paper alone, the Xbox Series X looks more impressive. Okay. But if what old mate Cerny is saying turns out to be true, the PS5 might be one of the most impressive consoles to date with the amount of wizardry that they're doing with the smaller hardware. Hopefully uh, that's
2: not
0: just a repeat of the PS3 though.
1: Mate, cell architecture is the
0: best <laughs> So, okay What do you think then uh, Sorry Which one do you think will be oh, Based on what you've seen again uh, pri- Which Which one's going to be more expensive If you had to guess
1: Oh, that is a tough one uh, Probably yeah. See, I want to say the Xbox But all that research that PlayStation are doing Is not going to be cheap
2: Mm. and expensive proprietary ssd they they it's like a custom nvme ssd right they're they're
1: doing yeah they're both custom okay um i want to say playstation just on the fact alone that they're cooling a gpu that's at 2.2 gigahertz and that is a lot to call So they're gonna need some beefy hardware inside to call that, which might drive up the cost. Do you think they're
2: gonna go for a design that's similar to the One X, just taller?
1: I reckon they're gonna one up it and make it wider instead.
2: Nah, nah, taller. (laughs) Taller's the way to go. Do you think people will buy the taller console?
0: Do you think think that um, the PlayStation could purely be the cheaper one because they'll wait for Xbox? To announce their price first and then they'll either match that price or go cheaper.
1: I feel like um, they're
2: both waiting.
0: Yeah. I hate
1: yeah, it. Yeah, I feel like they're both waiting but they also need to be careful because if one price is too low, the other one can't price lower to a point where they'll be at a loss for consoles. Mm. And, you know, the a lot of the consoles that are sold, they don't make a huge margin off of it. A lot of their margin for profit comes from game sales and licensing. But you don't want to be in the negatives when it comes to selling your hardware because... That can spell a lot of trouble for the early days for that platform.
0: Mm. Well, I think I was reading that they're actually looking at um, selling the, these ones at a small profit first, rather than selling it at a loss and then making profit. Is that is that right? Or did I that make makes it? sense. Yeah, um, I think I think that's one of the articles that I read. Yeah, was that they were looking at making you know some profit off the initial consoles. Um because of the high pricing of, of all the all the bits and, and pieces. Um I right, this is a question for both of you. Uh, and No.
2: Yes. Sorry, okay. keep going.
0: Do you think that Sony has in a no. way no, kind of shit the bed a bit with their messaging of this?
1: Console? They've definitely had confusing messaging, to- especially Especially with backwards compatibility. Yeah. They they, they fucked that one up royally. They, it's they, just... Ugh, yeah. It's so bad.
2: It's classic Sony hubris. Like... Yeah. They, they they get up on a high and then they just kind of get this... Like, it's it's like they think they're invincible and whatever they say is just going to get eaten up by everyone. Yep.
0: And it's kind they, of true at this point, but yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can see it, but... um, Yeah, I think... It's been the back and forth between Sony and PlayStation pretty much just keeps repeating itself with every generation. So, I don't know. I have a feeling that the Xbox are going to maybe do initially do well, a little bit I,
1: better. I, I will point out to the article that I have written here because there is something that I feel like I'm not not a lot of people have spoken about and it's actual file compression and decompression. um so as we move to a more digital age, download size is going to get bigger and bigger for games, especially as they start pumping in higher resolution textures for downsampling. Uh, so I say it here, whoever holds the key to the best file decompression uh, file compression and decompression system holds the key to dominating d- the digital market, which is something that will become more and more predominant this generation. So Yeah. Because well, so like- d- what, what I discuss here is Um, Zach, do you remember when we got Cuphead, how your download was like 10 or 12 gig and mine was like a one gig and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. So like I use it as an example in this article, you know, if say Microsoft, if they can figure out how to get their compression that good, that's got to entice a lot of people who prefer digital game sales to go to that platform because they use less data for the same result.
2: Yeah. Well, actually I didn't watch the newest Sony like this this newest presentation, but I, I, I kind of just waited and, and read up everything afterwards. But um, did they come back to talking about the thing that they brought up last year? I think it was last year where they plan on having game downloads be like very uh, customizable so you can like literally not, just download parts of games of or delete so parts far. of games that you don't need.
1: Not that I've heard of so far.
2: Right. Because that was something they were talking about where it was basically like,
1: I feel like that would have been some, that is something they're working on. They're just not ready to talk about it because it's not yeah quite you know, brought you know um you can't showcase it yet. Just yeah. it's in very early stages. I would not be surprised if it's something that ships in a later update for the PS5 yeah. and not something that comes. I at think, launch.
2: I think something like that's going to become pretty important, especially with the expensive hard drives. Absolutely, so, you know, storage is at a premium because like from the sounds of what they were saying unless i'm remembering something way better than what they actually said from the sounds of what they were saying it's it'll be to a point where like if a developer decides to support it they could you know you could play a game and if the if the if the game knows that you're not going to see some content ever again it'll just delete it or you know it you it'll you'll be able to again like just download ahead of time the, the bits that you need as you play it. So it's it's almost like like streaming the, the game files in and out.
1: Mm. Yeah.
2: Which I don't know. Like maybe that's far far future stuff.
1: I th- I think that might be far far future stuff. It's very it'd be very hard to do something like that at the yeah. time. Oh, but at, content like, this... content
2: delivery is definitely gonna be important. I think you're right on that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um but I, I will be interested interested to see what they do with that though that would be cool um, but I think just what they might do at least in the early stages of it is um, when you download a game where we'll you just say single player multiplayer and then you know say a horde mode or whatever whatever a game comes with uh, kind of like how some games do it already where you launch a game it tells you do you want to install this first or this first while the rest installs I think Black Ops 3 did that where you could choose to yeah like rudimentary or... versions
2: of that where it's like a yeah. mode yeah.
1: Because ultimately, you know, if you do that, that'll be good enough for the time being.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: What are your thoughts, Zach?
2: Yeah, do you have any thoughts?
1: <sighs> My thoughts? Hmm. Hmm. hmm.
2: Can you please uh, recite <laughs> the clock speeds of both the GPUs? 48, 1.9
0: gigahertz versus 2.0. <laughs> Uh, no, so it's pretty I think close. Um, they both sound good. and But I'm not the... And this is where I was sort of talking about before. Um, and then you guys went off and Jordan went on his decompression chamber. Tamber. Tambit? Chambit? <laughs> tangent? <Temporary. tamber>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Trampoline venue.
0: Oh, God. Um, yeah, so like this, this whole... You know, people are dying for like, PS5 news right now. I think we're going to talk about the
2: coronavirus just then.
0: And Is there is there a difference? And, people are dying. And the first thing that they really talk about, or, you know, a you know, big thing is this developer sort of talk, or, you know, um, with this... Yeah, it just seems like a very odd way to announce yeah. it, I guess. I think, um, like...
2: That that was obviously a GDC talk meant for developers, and then yeah. they just kind of like GDC didn't happen. they were like, maybe we can spin this into yeah, but you like a reveal still... event, but it was it was bad to do but, it I that mean,
0: way. Yeah, like you know, even though they did like like they did say this, you know, they did say it's going to be a deep dive into the specs. So you know, I guess you know it's probably our fault for expecting anything more, but it literally was just a deep dive into the specs, and for the you know the average you know player that you know they don't then you know they're not going to understand this yeah. or, you know, people people
2: be- want to see the console they want to yeah. know how much it is and they want to know what games are on it like yeah, and those w- are the three big things and, and they're uh, not talking about it yet
0: i don't believe and correct me if i'm wrong because I, I still haven't watched the actual uh thing yet and i probably won't but they didn't show anything about so when they were talking about these ssd things they didn't show it in action did they they just showed no. like spreadsheets and stuff i don't whatever. think so or graphs yeah. or whatever, yeah. So that's so that, that's the odd thing because I think Microsoft have been big on that. You know, they've been big on actually showing you that sort of difference. Or you know, yeah, like they the, showed
2: that state of decay still takes like two minutes to load. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that that's what that's my probably my takeaway from the whole thing is that Sony's marketing has been odd for this, very bizarre. Um, whereas yeah, Xbox seems to have won a lot of that goodwill back. Because um, they seem to be ticking all the boxes again, um, but yeah, from from the actual the spec side of things, they both sound good. I'm probably going to get both if I can only get one at launch, because uh, they're restricted or funds are restricted, or um, I think yeah, I'll go I'll go with the PS5 purely just because I'm more of a PlayStation bitch than anything. So that's yeah. all that's all I got to say about that. But um while you while you do talk about the coronavirus we have spoken about it again but i want to get like an updated uh thoughts from you is do you do you think we'll see any delays of the actual consoles now because you know for the past you know what however long that we've been talking about it i've always been now nah, we'll probably just see limited numbers maybe at different prices or you know not yeah you know high prices or whatever because of the parts are harder to get but now I'm actually I, I, I actually don't know I, it wouldn't surprise me now if the consoles were delayed because with all these people because now all, all you know, people here are all losing jobs you know there's been so many people have losing jobs it's very very sad so all this extra disposable income that people would spend on these consoles a lot of people aren't going to have um, so I do yeah. wonder if, if you know this if this is set back uh, next gen in a, in a big way because you know, who knows how long, how long it's going to take until the economy or, you know, until employment sort of rises again. Um, and I, I, I assume we haven't seen the worst of it in, here yet either. So who knows how many more people will lose their jobs or whatever.
1: I, um, I would say it's the only reason I wouldn't think we'd have delays is because from my understanding, China is already beginning to bounce back from this whole thing. Yeah, well, the consoles, so, I think,
0: have been in production for a while, so... But it's also more just, yeah, like that,
1: I mean. I, I will say that something we didn't mention is um, a very important part of a console launch is its game lineup. Mm. And I can see the consoles being delayed purely based on the fact that a lot of these studios have had to start doing work from mm. home. And yeah. you, you just can't work as efficiently from home. That's the factor, of a matter of... uh. Of especially the, moving
2: as much data as those places es- would be,
1: especially because of that, yeah. Um, so I can see maybe you know maybe Halo Infinite or whatever other launch titles they have for the Xbox Series X aren't ready. So Microsoft just goes, okay, we're going to push it back till this is already, so we have a good uh, good launch lineup, and maybe same goes for Sony, but they might release a remaster of the Last of Us remastered. I don't know. Um, um the Last but- Remaster.
0: Yeah, so that's what I was—that's actually what I, what I was going to touch on before when I was talking about um, when we spoke about AFL Evolution Two and, and whether that would sell big—is um, what I was going to ask—is do you think uh, that a lot of? Sorry, this is a, a, a broad question, not just about AFL, but a lot of physical versions of games could maybe be delayed. Because um, what happens if you know if we do go into a full into a full lockdown here and the you know, factories have to shut and the you know and the JBs and the EBs all have to close you know they, mm. they can't go buy it they can't make it I um, I
1: I, th- I honestly wouldn't surprise me if it turned into a point where say only the physical copies for games got delayed where retailers like JB or EB offered people who have pre-orders a way to get codes for those instead. Mm. So, they can choose whether they want to wait out until the physicals are released or they can get the code on release day or if not before and just have it downloaded and ready for midnight launch.
2: Yeah. I don't know.
0: I mean, I,
1: would, uh, I, mean, I, I don't know because I don't, don't
0: work at any of those places, but Kieran might be able to step in and say it. But the margin on a day launch, a uh, launch day game versus if you were to give someone, let's just say, like a Steam or a PSN voucher for that amount if if you know let's just say hypothetically we 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 have perfect figures here that you give them a 69 dollar card um (laughs) uh is how similar are those margins you know because i know that you know there's all those quite similar yeah so
2: like there's not yeah there's not a lot in a in a new release game i don't know so i guess Um, you wouldn't
0: be you you know you wouldn't be losing out much there if yeah i don't know it's a weird way to handle it it, though yeah
2: um like there's there's like trying to make that work across all these different suppliers and mm. publishers and stuff is obviously going to be tricky but um well it's just more I so just like I just think I just, just think delivery is going to be
0: yeah yeah of course yeah
2: everyone's it'll be get it delivered or just go digital
0: basically Yeah, because well, they can good. keep
2: they can keep factories and stuff open and they can, can keep they? warehouses open
0: this is a, I'm I'm like I'm talking if we're in like full blown lockdown. like
2: if it's like a stage four lockdown, yeah, you
0: know, like only pharmacies, supermarkets, and public toilets, so you can flog Dunny rolls, <laughs> or open, like you know, that's because, um, like, if
2: they if they if they shut down, like if they fully shut down retail, like at that stage, it's still, you know. Just yeah. because you can't be out in public doesn't mean they can't at workplaces and stuff. No, no but, um, but it's
0: more like, you know, if if the factories who are producing these discs or these additions and these statues and whatever, I mean, most of those probably come from overseas anyway, <laughs> but, the, but the discs and stuff, you know, like yeah. AFL would be printed here, for example. Yeah,
2: most, most games, like the most of the physical parts of games are printed here.
0: Yeah, so... So... Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because digital is obviously a lot more expensive um, in a lot of mm. cases. So what happens if you can go pick up well, what's it, an example like RE3 let's just say hypothetically mm. RE3. Uh, that's and, impossible no know, one can get a copy of that. And like JB closes like tonight um, and you can't yeah. it up, you know for example uh, and that's what 69 bucks on launch but it's what 100 bucks on PSN. Um, yeah.
2: I, like I, if the if the market, I guess, like it depends on how quickly that you know mm. uh, all these all these platform holders respond to situations like that. Mm. But like in a market where it's mostly digital, you would expect prices to come down anyway.
0: Yeah, it'd be um, uh, like that. Would be
2: um. But that's that? a whole other topic. Like we could yeah. go on about how much like, this could affect that market.
0: That would be sure. a very good uh, like goodwill gesture by either of those two or three platform holders where if they were to match like, you know, retail launch day prices here. Um, anyway. Yeah, uh,
2: I missed all of what you just said because my headset was telling me that my battery is low. No. <laughs> uh, I
0: just said that if any of the major platform holders decided to bring the prices down to match retail launch day prices mm. here, you know, that they would earn a lot of goodwill. Um, yeah, for sure yeah yeah, um, yeah but then but then that begs the question is you know not to sort of go on about this but if when we do come out of this coronavirus thing is and then they start pushing them back up again um, uh, you know people
2: but won't... it could be like a gateway drug to yeah yeah I know what you mean
0: um, anyway let's talk let's move on unless you got some other things you want to mention about the next-gen consoles
2: not nah, just show nah. us the console you cowards
0: yeah what when are, when are they? Are, is is there even a PS5? Or is it
1: just... Is it just a rumor? Yeah. Because so
2: they're just floating ideas.
0: Could be. All right, let's do a quick... What do you think of this? Um,
1: it's got 10.28 teraflogs. Teraflogs? Yeah, floating... Teraflogs. Teraflogs?
0: <laughs> teraflogs? Um, <laughs> All right, let's give a quick update on the Open Critic challenge so initially we said that the scores would come in would would basically we would take the scores at a week past embargo um because i didn't think that many scores if any scores would probably change after a week i thought pretty much all the outlets that are that affect these scores would would have a a, you know a thing up within a week we've got our first game is actually uh after the seven day period, Ori and the Will Will of the Wisps was was sitting on eighty nine, and on day eight it it ticked over to ninety. So, I don't know if you guys just want to keep the scores going and until the end of the year or the end of the competition, uh, and then we take that you know when we do the wrap up, you know the final tally, we um, we do the scores then. Or if you want I think you to it, would, keep... it would
2: be kind of exciting if we like if we went as like if we did it as it goes, mm. but then like at the end we went back and rechecked them all. Because then you'd have some people like potentially in the lead, and then yeah, well, this is take it all away from them at the end, and that would be really funny. It'd be like Mario so Party. If we're, talking,
0: <laughs> if we're talking about Ori and the Will of the, Will of the Wisps here, uh, so Shannon and is it a Little Rixy? You know, sorry, Paul James from Player Two. So they both picked eighty-nine. So so t- technically they would be bang on, right? Um, but then if we do go with the ninety, it'd be you know you, Karen, and uh, Kat. Uh, and in, and Simon. yeah so i'm
2: advocating for that now <laughs> for that system um
0: so yeah that that's going to be an ongoing discussion but uh yeah congrats i guess to those five people who have picked potentially the right score for will and the wisps animal crossing is currently sitting on 92 uh kieran you went with 91 so you you one off uh, i think i'm little,
1: way off you know i got like 84 or something little wixy, <laughs> i went 82
0: man uh i don't know why i went so low actually i do know why because i was just been an idiot. Um, Little risky went uh, ninety two, so he's bang on at the moment. Shannon went with ninety one as well, so he's one off. Uh, Mikey the Xbox Cowboys on ninety one, and Cat Benster went went ninety nine, ambitious, but um, I, but I like it. Um, I
1: love it. That was the typo. Of...
0: As I went, have you seen what? As I went, he went sixty eight. Like
1: what? Uh, is... oh my...
0: He had. Like, there actually are reasons for his scores. Uh, Cause I was like, dude, what? Like, what the fuck? Like, you, like, I thought I was tanking a little bit, but I was like trying to be, yeah, you know, if the worst case does happen, this could, you know, this is what the score's going to be. Uh, See, when so Kieran was I,
1: talking to me about yeah. it running like garbage, Ori, I was like, oh man, we're mm. all going to be way off, aren't we? <laughs> um.
0: So yeah, and uh, for Doom, uh, Doom Eternal is currently on eighty nine. Rixy again fucking got bang on little shit he's he's like, he's on, on, on like two points or you something You got to
1: understand he lives in Breeze on Metacritic. Yeah I know but
0: I went 79 Kieran went 74 <laughs> Yeah that like me yeah 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 that was a yeah, bad right.
2: I mean I had reasons too Yeah but
0: don't don't forget though we also us four we did our scores like a month a bit earlier than Yeah um, and I actually, I think I might've even said, like, I'm banking on basically microtransactions. Um, <laughs> and, and, well, then the game turned out not to even have them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the other people who are close, uh, Adam and Kieran Stockton are both on 90. And no one's apart, part, on apart from Risky at the moment. So, nice work. Resident Evil 3 is the next big game, so we'll, um so what happens there alright let's jump into some news very very quickly we've already sort of spoken about the physical media side of things and how the coronavirus can impact them uh, Karen you uh sorry Final Fantasy 7 remake is actually potentially gonna have uh, sorry this will uh impact the physical release of this
2: yeah yeah well I mean it's, I think it's pretty clear now that it's gonna yeah. have an impact um yeah. but uh, Square Enix put up a a statement. Uh, was it on
0: Thursday last week? Uh, you've got it on Wednesday, the 19, so that's about that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, saying yeah, basically bad. saying that they're you know monitoring the situation, but there's potential that um, the physical release of Final Fantasy VII Remake in some regions could be uh, affected but they're not planning on, on delaying the game itself. So, obviously, digital is still a go-ahead. Um, and then they actually just released... Uh, well, not just released. They released an, a further update a few days later, specifically stating that, you know, Europe, Australia, and the Americas are probably going to be affected. Um, so, I guess Japanese Final Fantasy VII fans can still get their hands on a physical copy at launch, it looks like.
0: So, just going back to our... Discussion previously. Why? Mm. Sorry, Hannah. Let me uh, ask another question first. Is this all copies of Final Fantasy 7 remake? So down to the basic standard pa- um, version, or is this editions that are coming from? No,
2: I'd say this is all of it. It's it's it's. They're basically just acknowledging the fact that shops might be closed,
0: right? Okay. okay when cool.
2: it comes time to launch the game, okay. Cool. Like I, I haven't seen anything. I haven't had any emails because I pre-ordered the like uh, the. Soldier First Class Edition, like the big collector's edition, mm. from the official Square Enix website, which is in the US. Yeah, um, I haven't had any communication to say that that's not going ahead. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll yeah. see. I guess what happens there, but
0: because um, the basic version will be printed here, like like we sort of said, or you would assume so.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It should all the yeah all the printing of that stuff, as far as I'm aware, mm. for for most big releases, is done here. So, Um, we'll see.
0: If, if let's just say, hypothetically, you weren't reviewing it for anybody um, and they did say to you that the physical, sorry, Mm. sorry, the version that you've ordered is um, delayed by whatever, a week, two weeks, however long, Mm. um, would you jump on digital?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't wait. I wouldn't even even if even if the physical like the regular version of the game physical version was coming out here yeah at a time like this um i'd rather buy digital than yeah fuel the fire that is keeping retail (laughs) open yeah so yeah um
0: all right well speaking of buying let's move on to our next um news topic here this came from actually this is a week in a to go ago, oh, yeah. So this is yeah, just just over a week ago. Um, there is some news come out that sources claim that Sony is looking to buy Metal Gear, Castlevania, and Silent Hill IPs from Konami. Um, the article that we're sorry, the the article that we've sourced for our uh, piece here that Adam's done is from Rely on Horror. Uh, and they just say that an anonymous 4chan user who claims to be a Konami employee shed light on the exact same Silent Hill information. How much is this? Sorry. Uh, no, sorry, that that, that was, um, yeah, that's the resurrection. What does he say here? Yeah, oh, sorry, it's just a post here that says that. Um, Can you imagine if people on the real news did this? Yeah, that would be terrible, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, I think so, it's. Um, uh, image no, I'll wait. Uh. Uh, sorry, it's a 4chan post and it says, uh, This picture I'm looking at is very blurry. Hello, I'm an employee from Konami. Sorry for my bad English. I heard for a little moment that Sony wants to buy franchises such as Metal Gear, Silent Hill, and Castlevania. They want to they remake Metal Gear 1 and Metal Gear 2 uh, SS. Just. Uh, yeah, I can't really read that. Uh, Konami. Sorry, Kojima is involved, PS5 exclusive. Uh, yeah, the report's all online and you probably all read about it. Um, what do you guys think about that? That would be huge.
1: It'd be a game changer, almost. It
2: would be very big, but until something more concrete than 4chan happens. Yeah, that's fair. Happens.
0: What do... um no, it say to works it for Konami. Say it. If, let's just say it does go through, what is the biggest acquisition there is it metal gear or is it silent hill uh
2: i think in the current landscape probably silent hill i think people every time a bit of silent hill news comes out people are clamoring for it and pt obviously you know burned a lot of people that that, and a lot of people still want that to come back
1: pt gets made in every game creation yeah like
2: for a demo for a cancelled game, PT is still in like the forefront of the gaming consciousness mm. somehow. Um, but I think people had enough of Metal Gear yeah. with the fifth one.
1: By the sounds Cast- of it sounds like Kojima had enough with Metal Gear <laughs> <laughs> and uh
0: Castlevania. I've never played, but um,
2: Castlevania would be a cool thing th- to him, bring him just, back.
1: That, that guy describing it as like a Bloodborne esque Castlevania that has me really interested,
2: yeah, because like the. The two D side of Castlevania is covered with blood stained. Yeah. And, and the, all the other
1: Metroidvania's really.
2: And every other Metroidvania that's like pretty much everything that comes out now. Um and then like the you know, Lords of Shadow was kinda cool in the that's like the three D hack and slash realm, but there's plenty of those now as
0: well. I bought that. and It was it's still what well it was still silver, <laughs> but I um I think I gave it nice. away. When I
2: nice. Um Yeah, Noah. Uh, like a massacre, like hack and slash game would be sick.
0: Yeah, so that, yeah, that's all. Yeah, if, if you want to go read that news, it's on the website. Um, but yeah, like I said, you've probably read that because it's bit over a week old. The, uh, the, the other big news we'll talk about is that we probably all expected it eventually, um, but... One of the bigger companies is starting to clamp down on Sony a bit for the creations made in dreams that are using other company-owned IP. So, in classic Nintendo fashion, uh, they've basically asked Sony to pull uh, a Mario-inspired creation from the dreams Dreamiverse, or uh, that's right, Dreamiverse. Yeah. Um, Which is a bit annoying. Um, but I guess, you know, you can't really blame them. Um, I can
2: understand it from... Like, I expected it. Obviously, yeah. being Nintendo, they are just critical of anyone using Nintendo. their IP in any way. Yeah. But um, I can kind of understand it, especially in Dreams. Because that, that Mario model that all the screenshots are going around yeah. of, like, that's people use that in absolutely everything. There are so many creations in dreams that use that that same mario model and even if even though dreams has like filters and stuff and they'll remove you know offensive content it doesn't stop people from making things offline and like streaming them or you know sharing videos and stuff yeah uh so i think nintendo just want to avoid any of that happening mario being used in in ways that don't fit his his image
0: yeah i guess you know yeah it does um you can't really blame Nintendo for doing it, but you wonder now that one company's done it, will others, um, you know, follow? Um, I don't yeah. know if I don't know if many others have been.
2: I don't. Oh, yeah, I mean, there's there. there's a lot of there's a lot of people using, you know, their own versions of copyrighted material or like characters and stuff, but the Dreams community. Like that's something I like. I've talked about in the lead up to release a lot, but the the community that they're building is is very, uh, good. For lack of a better description, <laughs> um, I think that this you know Nintendo sending a message that they don't want their their characters used. I think the community will just take that on board and and not do it mm. from now on. So if like what it, you're saying,
1: not, Kieran, all roads lead to good.
2: All roads lead to
0: good. <laughs> do you um, do you um, do you think though that it's um, what's the right word? Like uh, it's adverse in a way because people use these characters because it's what they know. As, sorry, as in it helps them uh, develop these the skills rather yeah. than yeah because they sort of know you know they want to make a character with you know lush mustache and big red hat (laughs) kind of thing so they you know they try and as opposed to making their own thing which doesn't have you know that doesn't it doesn't um have any uh, like pull or not pull. yeah you know it doesn't have any significance i I actually
2: i actually think that's an interesting uh topic outside of obviously nintendo like i think nintendo obviously just always going to be against it and that's just what it is yeah but I think that the there is an interesting uh sort of idea there where um developers could get onto dreams mm. and make things for people to show them you mm. know their process even even though it might be different to what they're actually doing to make their games like you know sort of invite people into that inner circle of, of, a, of a property and and let people mess around with things would be really cool.
0: Yeah, because to um, to put it like a different way, and you guys probably know this, but like when you're learning like an instrument, you know, you normally cover someone's uh, music to you know try and learn and get yeah. And, and, no, and I wrote my own stuff. straight
1: away. That's why I'm garbage.
0: Uh, um, <laughs> same actually, uh, but but you know that sort of concept applied here. You know they're making other characters to sort of get a feel for the tools. Um, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, it's. I think I think there's still going to be a lot of scope for that. It just yeah. won't be
0: Mario. No, that's fine. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll try my Galahad, Will Barron, <laughs> Leon. Who's yeah, Wilbaron well, that'll
2: and... still be the best game that he's been in. So,
1: <laughs> like Leon or Galahad,
2: both of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who Come on, actually Le- Leon. Leon was in Resident Evil Six, wasn't he? That was a pretty good game. Fuck off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: oh god alright uh, let's move into some off topic unless you've got any other news you want to talk about we'll try and wrap it up at around two hours <laughs> in <This is> another <laughs> no. ten minutes alright any off topic stuff you guys haven't seen you guys for a couple of weeks what have you been or haven't seen any anyone been to the movies no okay <laughs> uh, have you have you watched anything surely you've been watching something I oh, know I have but I can oh and all my
2: time it. off in my, all my quarantine time <laughs> 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 you know, in, um,
0: those, in those five hours between closing up, getting home and slamming some going dinner and, and getting back to work, you know.
1: <laughs> and recording the podcast.
0: And Well, we didn't even have a podcast last week because uh,
1: of... No, 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 this week's podcast.
0: Oh, this week's podcast. Yeah, true.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: um What yeah. have I done? Have I watched anything? Oh, I watched uh series two of Wellington Paranormal. Um... Have either of you watched that or What We Do in the Shadows?
1: I've seen What We Do in the Shadows. I haven't seen Wellington Paranormal. Oh, they, you'd, like, these, you'd love it. Are these
0: animes?
2: No. Oh. I'd watch that though. Um, you not seen What We Do in the Shadows,
0: Zach? I've never heard of it, no. It sounds it's,
2: cool. It's a Taika Waititi film from like 2014. It's basically <laughs> like, it's a mockumentary about vampires living in New Zealand.
1: Oh. Right, I'm, I'm just thinking awesome. about now the uh, the sandwich analogy for having Sounds, a lot yeah, of virgins. <laughs> <laughs> and like yeah, I've just Googled it, it and
0: seen a couple of screens, and it looks like a parody. So I don't know how. I, it, That's what it a mockumentary is. is. It's a mockumentary. Oh yeah, know, yeah, but like it looks like overly.
2: You I should. Know. I think you'd like it. Probably. For context, like Jordan was just did, just. Reminding me of the the line where one of the vampires like they question why they only drink the blood of virgins, mm. and one of the vampires is like, "Well, think of it like if you were eating a sandwich, you'd feel a lot better about it if someone hadn't fucked it first
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's good.
2: Yeah, um, that's the kind of humor you can expect.
0: Yeah, nice. I can like get around
2: that. Um, yeah. Like so yeah, they they did it. A... Fucking
0: jokes. So.
1: It, it, it's very <laughs> similar to. Have you watched Spinal Tap? Mate, how I watch fucking Spinal Tap. Yeah, well, it's like fucking, that. Are you yeah, me? it's, it's like strong? that. <laughs> I'm running out on lines. It's, on it's like tap. that, but with vampires with Kiwi accents. So it's even funnier. Fucking Spinal Tap.
0: Jeez, that's a good <laughs> one. I'll, I'll um, watch again,
2: again. Anyway, 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 they did a spin-off series of what we do in the shadows with two uh, police characters that show up for like five minutes in the film, um, basically just going around Wellington solving uh, supernatural crimes in that same like mockumentary style and uh, there's two seasons of it and I watch them now so yeah that's all I've watched
0: I think nice Jordan you done anything else?
1: nah unfortunately not
0: okay Uh, we'll finish up with me I have have you guys seen no The Sinner? No. Really? Nah. I can you'd like it. Nah. Okay, well, I've started watching (laughs) season three, so... Cool. Does it have vampires?
1: No. That are against fucking sandwiches? And it's not a mockumentary,
0: either. It's got Bill Pullman.
2: Oh. Is it a parody, though?
0: No,
1: it's not a parody. No
0: parodies, no parrots. No sandwiches. Fucking other sandwiches. Just... Just Sinners.
2: Fucking a sandwich is a sin.
1: I leave
0: for a Well, I said not sandwiches fucking sandwiches. So technically in that context, but sandwiches it, would fucking it's fuck not sandwiches, sandwiches
1: fucking each other, it's people fucking sandwiches. I know that,
0: but but I, I but what like what I said was sandwiches fucking why are we talking about this?
2: I feel like a pulled pork sandwich all of a sudden. <gasps> oh <my>. <laughs>
0: um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah no, season, season three, for those who have watched any of the seasons so far, it's very good. Very good again. Um, nice. So if you are into those sort of uh, mental, you know, sort of drama thriller that sort of go into the, you know, sort, sort of a bit like mine, Hunter a little bit, but yeah, more set on. aha, um, uh-huh. like Chris Angel Mind Freak. All right. Well, if you <laughs> like.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. I okay. think it's about time we ended Fine, it.
0: Bro. I'm done. Uh all right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us on our return episode after a week off. I hope everyone's staying safe and got plenty of supplies and, and you uh, keep sane during this hectic period. Um, feel free to, feel free, feel free to uh, shout out if, if you need anything. If you just want to talk, talk video games. Uh, we've got a community on Facebook that you can join in and have a chat with all of us. Uh, but yeah, thank you for joining us this week and we look forward to speaking for you next week. Have a good week. Stay
1: safe. Wash your hands.
0: Shout out to com.